Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From the long-awaited return of a fan-favorite character to inside baseball references that have us all pointing at the TV like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, who fanatics might butt heads on a lot of things, but we can all agree that the following moments are Doctor Who fan service at its finest. And so with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, here with 10 times Doctor Who gave fans exactly what they wanted. Number 10. Fully Exploring the Depths of the TARDIS Though the TARDIS has been around since the opening moments of the show, it wasn't until 2013 that we finally got to explore its labyrinthine innards in great detail. The idea for Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS stemmed from Stephen Moffat's frustration with the 1978 serial The Invasion of Time, which he deemed disappointing due to its depiction of the TARDIS interior. Production issues forced these scenes to be filmed in a not-so-visually-impressive disused hospital. As a result, Moffat wanted Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS to atone for what he thought was a lacklustre portrayal of the Doctor's iconic machine. And though you could argue that the episode doesn't go far enough in showcasing all the weird and wonderful sights lurking within, it nonetheless provided our most in-depth TARDIS experience to date, something fans have been hankering to see for quite some time. The intriguing architectural reconfiguration room, the huge TARDIS library, a blistering sequence set inside the Eye of Harmony, swimming pools, storage rooms, and more. It made the TARDIS feel as expansive as we often are told it was. The episode's main plot certainly could have been better, but the TARDIS element was a well-executed tribute to the Doctor's most loyal companion. Number 9. Christopher Eccleston's Comeback The fact that we only spent one series with Christopher Eccleston's Ninth Doctor left many a frustrated fan wanting more. A lot more. As with Paul McGann, Eccleston's time on screen was far more brief than your average Doctor's. And though Big Finish came to McGann's rescue towards the end of the wilderness years, a comeback for Nine just didn't seem on the cards. And that's because in the years after his 2005 exit, Eccleston made it clear that he wasn't on great terms with Doctor Who, even stating that he didn't enjoy working on the show. And that's exactly why the announcement of his audio-exclusive return was such a great moment of fan service. Absolutely nobody expected it to happen. So far, Nine has battled Cybermen, Ravagers, ancient psychic aliens, and more. And his big finish run has been very well received. Eccleston himself is also enjoying it, even enthusiastically teasing a 60th anniversary story with the late David Warner. After all the -the behind-the-scenes drama we've heard about over the years, to see 
see him embrace the Hooniverse once again, albeit just in audio form, was a fantastic surprise, and it's something that fans have been eager to see, but never thought they would since Nine regenerated in the Series 1 finale. Number 8. Classic Doctors Unite Any TV show episode in which heroes past and present combine forces is going to be a fan favourite, and Doctor Who has been doing this for longer than most. The internet may not have been around during the classic years, but that doesn't mean there weren't hordes of fans excitedly discussing the possibility of seeing multiple Doctors in the same story. It's been apparent since day one that the show's timey-wimey premise would allow for this, and indeed, a multi-Doctor adventure was an idea that was often mentioned behind the scenes, well before it actually happened. Producer Barry Letts finally delivered the goods in 1972-1973 with The Three Doctors, a serial that received a rapturous response from Whovians at the time, with part 4 racking up 11.9 million viewers, the highest rated single episode for both John Pertwee and Patrick Troughton. The five Doctors and the two Doctors would follow in 1983 and 1985, respectively, and though none of these classic Doctor team-ups had particularly great stories, the five Doctors fares the best despite having the largest cast, multi-Doctor adventures are fan service at its finest, and it's undeniably delightful to watch the likes of Pertwee's suave gentleman butt heads with Troughton's nutty professor. Number 7. Captain Jack Harkness Returns Throughout the 2010s, ask any Doctor Who fan to pick a character they wanted to see return, and there was a good chance that Captain Jack Harkness would be at the top of the list. Despite having a consistent presence in the Hooniverse during the first few years of the 2005 revival, the cheeky time agent mysteriously vanished from our screens after the conclusion of Torchwood's fourth series in 2011. And despite fans clamoring for his return, the character remained MIA as the years ticked by. This wasn't just something that everybody wanted to see either. It was also something that seemed like a natural fit for the show. Jack was still involved with Torchwood, so there was every chance he'd bump into the Doctor while investigating an alien threat. He was also known to use a Vortex Manipulator, meaning that he could jump around the universe and into the Doctor's life at will. Presumably noticing the fan outcry, Chris Chibnall ultimately brought back Jack in the Series 12 episode Fugitive of the Jadoon. His role here had little relevance to the plot, but nobody actually cared. This was not nothing more than fan service, and Whovians lapped it up like a steaming hot bowl of fish fingers and custard. Number 6. Would you like a jelly baby? Possibly more than any other show on television, Doctor Who has a habit of reusing catchphrases, quips, and other iconic lines. Every single time this happens, you just know the writer was sat there with a proud smirk on their face, thinking, oh yeah, the fans will love this. Because, let's be honest, we're quite easy to please as a fan base. Just mention jelly babies or fezzes, and we'll immediately start whooping and cheering. Some of our favorite examples of repeat quips include the fourth Doctor offering Davros a jelly baby, the twelfth Doctor poking fun at the third Doctor's reverse the polarity quip in The Girl Who Died, Ganger 11 spouting out several iconic catchphrases in The Almost People, bonus points for the Jelly Baby line in this scene, which is actually Tom Baker's voice dubbed over Smith's, the cyber planner exclaiming Alon Z in Nightmare in Silver, and the 13th Doctor's Geronimo upon rope swinging between ships in Legend of the Sea Devils. Is this shamelessly pandering to the fans? Yes. Are we totally okay with it? Also, yes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Number five, The Doctor and River on Derillium. River Song's debut in Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead brought with it more questions than answers. Who exactly was she? How did she know the Doctor so well? And would we ever see the character again? Back then, there were no guarantees that River would return. Even Alex Kingston thought it was a one and done, which would have been a massive shame considering all the backstory hints that were just begging to be expanded upon, not to mention how well she clicked with the Doctor. One of those backstory hints was so important that River used her last living moments to tell the Doctor about it, describing a previous encounter where the Doctor, who knew her death was imminent, took her to see the Singing Towers of Derillium, where they spent their final night together. All the time we've been together, you knew I was coming here. The last time I saw you, the real you, the future you, I mean. You turned up on my doorstep with a new haircut and a suit. You took me to Derillium to see the Singing Towers. What a night that was. The towers sang and you cried. This instantly became an off-screen adventure that fans were desperate to see. And in 2015, Stephen Moffat, the king of the long-term payoff, delivered the goods. Christmas special The Husbands of River Song depicted their derillium getaway in stunning detail, rewarding those fans who'd spent the last seven years wondering if they'd ever get to see it brought to life. And, you know, we all know that I maybe love River Song a little bit, so if they wanted to do a little bit more fan service, they could, you know, bring her back again soon. Please, thank you. Number 4. The Coming Together of the RTD-verse Russell T. Davies was ahead of the curve when it came to the cinematic universe craze in the 2010s. With Doctor Who, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures, he was running an interconnected franchise years before Marvel Studios made it cool, something he lamented in a 2021 interview, saying, I was in the middle of running an empire, and my god I did that 10 years too soon, didn't I? Back when this small screen universe first kicked off, fans obviously knew that these shows existed in the same world, and though it was fun when they referenced each other, what we really wanted to see was a huge crossover episode. Knowing that such an episode would be a ratings juggernaut, RTD made good on that potential with 2008's The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Episodes with such large casts that the opening credits hilariously struggled to keep up with their names. Watching Sarah Jane rub shoulders with Martha and having Donna fire quips at Captain 
Captain Jack was glorious. And the fact that RTD managed to stuff all of these characters into a story that actually worked was almost unbelievable. This was Doctor Who's Avengers Endgame, and it was a dream come true for fans at the time. Not just that it happened, but also the fact that it was really damn good. Number 3. Tom Baker's Curator Cameo Commenting on why he chose Tom Baker as the only classic Doctor to return for The Day of the Doctor in 2013, Stephen Moffat said that the idea was simply irresistible. He said, To have the longest standing and the oldest Doctor from longest to go make an appearance and be the one who briefs the new Doctor on where to go, well, it's irresistible, isn't it? You get to hear that voice again. It was just wonderful. In other words, he knew that this particular Baker, as the most popular classic Doctor by a mile, would be the one that fans would want to see the most. With the Day of the Doctor being a celebration of the first 50 years of Who, it also made perfect sense to bring back the man who'd represented the show for the longest period of time. And the great thing about the cameo was that it wasn't just there for the sake of it. Baker, as the mysterious curator, was there to round out the episode's story and New Who's ongoing Time War arc by confirming to the 11th Doctor that his attempt to save Gallifrey was successful. Gallifrey falls no more. It was the very definition of a crowd-pleasing moment, and there were un- Undoubtedly, a lot of tears in the audience when Baker's booming voice rang out across the gallery. Number 2. Everything about the 60th anniversary If you told someone a year ago that Doctor Who's 60th anniversary celebrations would be written by Russell T. Davies and star David Tennant and Catherine Tate, they would have probably laughed in your face. The 50th anniversary was so wonderful that it almost felt like it would be impossible to top. But the 60th not only looks set to match its predecessor in the fan-pleasing department, there's a strong chance it's going to blow it out of the water. Not only do we have the returns of RTD, Tennant and Tate, but director Rachel Talalay, who helmed several terrific episodes during the Peter Capaldi era, and there's lots more too. We're getting the late Bernard Cribbin's final Doctor Who performance, the rumoured much-requested return of the Doctor Who Christmas special, a spiritual successor to fan-favourite Doctor Who Confidential, and presumably an appearance from our newest Doctor, Shuti Gatwa. There are also constant whispers that the likes of Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, Karen Gillan and Paul McGann will be involved, speculation that David Tennant recently fueled by saying that he'd filmed with other people behind closed doors. It's basically RTD going, oh Stephen, the 50th was cute, now watch this. And honourable mention does need to go to Chris Chibnall here too, who also knows what Whovians want and is about to give it to them in a matter of weeks. Classic fan favourite Ace and Tegan are set to return for Jodie Whittaker's final episode later this year, which should be a nice warm-up before the full-on craziness of the 60th in 2023. Number 1. The 10th and 11th Doctors Joining Forces Now, yes, we know we just said that the 60th anniversary could blow the 50th anniversary out of the water. And it very well might. But we couldn't give the top spot to something that hasn't happened yet, could we? Just as he knew that Tom Baker's curator would be an instant win for fans, Stephen Moffat knew that bringing back David Tennant and linking him up with Matt Smith was the safest bet he could possibly make when crafting a multi-doctor story to celebrate the show's half-century milestone. So that's exactly what he did. With Tennant regularly topping Best Doctor polls and the Smith era taking the show to international stardom, the 10th and 11th Doctors had made the mighty Whovian army bigger than ever. So it's no surprise that they were top of fan wishlist when the 50th was looming, making it something of a no-brainer for Moffat to pick up the phone and ask Tennant to return. 
Though it was a tad disappointing that Christopher Eccleston couldn't complete the trifecta of New Who Doctors, watching Tennant and Smith poke fun at each other's outfits, Sonics and Zygon-infused love lives was such a treat that any potential disappointment quickly faded away. And with 12.8 million viewers making it one of the most popular modern episodes and positive reviews all around, The Day of the Doctor was a huge success in every possible way. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.